Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. With us today is Kate Brenton. She is a Substack writer at The Golden Thread, an author, a podcast host, and an inspired teacher. She helps writers to write. You can find her at katebrenton.com. Welcome, Kate. Hey, Claudine. Happy to be here. Yay. Okay, so I collaborated with Kate on a new digital course as part of her existing Sit and Write series, which you can find at her website, katebrenton.com. And we call this course Sit and Write Begin. And as it is national... Novel Writing Month, we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about the course and get writers excited about writing. So I was hoping Kate could tell us for Sit and Write Begin, who is it for? Who is it not for? And how are you able to teach writers to keep writing? Well, these are fantastic questions. And I love... um I love that I can collaborate with you and still learn from and with you. And I think that's super important for writers to be around people that can be peers, but also kind of like, I want to say like push, but that kind of push that you like, you're just an inch away from where you can get to. And I think um, you can put yourself in circles. We've talked to people that have been in circles where you actually get pushed an inch lower than you were and told all the things that weren't great. So Here's where Sit and Write Began happened. We created, I created, we collaborated on the larger enchilada of Sit and Write, which is an intensive for writers who are like, I'm ready, I'm clearing my calendar, you know, but there's a, there's a step before that. And the step before that can take a week or three years. And it's the step to decide that you're going to write. And I think one of the things that's really awesome about how we collaborate, which is why I think Sit and Write Begin is different, is that we both want to help people. And whenever we're out in public talking, giving our talks, our workshops, we consistently get this feedback of, there's so much information. You are so helpful. And that that code of wanting to help translates in both of the ways that we bring to sit and write begin. So the idea of sit and write begin was we meet a lot of people that are on different spectrums of their writing journey. And this might not be popular, but sometimes it's nice for someone to be honest. So like, this is where you are, like you are close to really getting going or you're not meaning. And, and people will tell you the one, I think it's such a tenuous thing to write that you have a lot of voices that'll tell you, they'll show you the quick way. And I don't believe there is a quick way. And what Sit and Write Begin does, it says, listen, you have 20 ideas. Let's get you focused on one. Here's why we're going to focus on one. And here's why writing what you want to write is important and getting your boundaries and like bearings inside of yourself. So you're like, wow, 
this is really worth writing. And until you hit that point of, wow, this is really worth writing, I think it's hard to get the fortitude to keep going. And so Sit and Write Begin is getting you to say, wow, seeing your own work and the wow that's in your own work. And then I love this part. When we were doing with the pilots, the pilot people that took the class and they were like, I was a little scared of the marketing. I'm like, that means you're in the exact right spot because you want to know the marketing exists and you want to be slightly afraid of it because that means you're holding on to an idea that you feel protective and invested in. And so you're a little afraid. And so sit and write begin is this like, you know, I keep using like tapas meal or like think of when you indulge and go out to the coffee house and you get the good coffee and the and the extra almond croissant, you know, and you sit down and the light is coming in and you press play on sit and begin write and you have your journal and your pen and you you get to hear that your ideas are worthwhile and here's a couple of really formidable steps you can take to start your journey. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that makes it unique as well. And you'll learn about this if you take the course. And that is, uh, you know, what is a hook? You know, what makes your product, your book special? And with this course for us, part of the hook is because you could have more than one hook. And we do. But in the hook for this, um, my part anyway, was just introducing book marketing at that critical early stage so that it is less scary as you go and just kind of understanding, yeah, it's this is something I'm going to have to do, you know, for better or for worse, you're, you're going to have to do it. But I want to go back to something that's covered in the class. And as you can hear, you can hear Kate's very soothing voice. She is a teacher uh, by profession, profession, and that comes through loud and clear. Um, but it's very not threatening at all. Um, and it's just something that you can just kind of gently ease into by like, like Kate said, with your cup of coffee and your journal and, um, but she gets down to some really important things. And one of them was, and I thought maybe we could offer a little preview here, Kate, is how inspiration for writing a book can differ from intention, and why they're both so important. It's a great question. And (laughs) funny as it may sound, the title of the course, Sit and Write Begin, actually gives the answer because you can want to help writers in a thousand ways. But we worked for a title that was super clear that there's, there's three verbs. You sit, you write, and you begin. So every author who takes this class understands this is my expectation. Um, It's not more than I can handle. It's what I want to do. And that actually ends up translating from inspiration to intention. Working with a lot of writers, I, I mean, working with writing, I've worked with high school students, I've worked with adult education, I've worked with adults um, in business that are translating like business books, and I've worked with people who are translating memoirs and stories. So I've I've worked with stories my literally for, for 20 years, and that's not I'm not like, but you know, sometimes people say 20 and I'm like, how are you pulling that number off? But um, <laughs> when someone's really excited about writing, but doesn't know their story is worth it yet, you hang out in the thousand ideas that you will someday have time to do because you can't do it. You can't write a thousand ideas at once. You can journal a thousand ideas. And I think your journaling life is important as a writer. But once you land on one thought, it's like this relationship starts. 
And so you're not saying, like I say to somebody, if I'm cooking dinner, I'm not not cooking breakfast. I'm just not cooking dinner and breakfast at the same time. So when you decide to write one thing, that's that's the intention. You might say, oh, well, I want I want to help everyone understand the power of art. Okay, great. For you to be able to create a transformative journey, which is what every poem, book, short story does for the reader, you need to decide one one journey, one art, one painting. Art is not my foray. So that's why I picked it. Like I, if you're listening and art is, you're like, well, why aren't you saying watercolor? Why aren't, I'm like, then you, then you're automatically translating inspiration into intention. You're understanding there's this airy puff of imagination, which we love and we honor. And then we need to bring it into the element of like fire and earth, which is you sitting in your chair and inspiration is the in-breath, right? It is just the spark of imagination and writing. And that was the whole mission of my half of Sit and Write Begin is to get the curious writer away from someday a thousand ideas to one day this idea and and the, the that birthing today. And why is that so important? Because you won't do it if you don't choose. And if you're a creative and something is coming inside of you, it's the process. I think there's a thousand ways that you can write and and find the one that works for you. But in the realm that we work in or the realm that I work in, it's something inside of you wants to come out. And there is something so pleasing and confidence building about that completion. One of the other things that I love about the course is the examples that you use in your modules. And we should say it's six modules with an introduction and a and an end. And it's very, um, you would say what, within 60 minutes, if you could take the entire course if you wanted to, but you don't have to. Yeah, I, I find a lot of the people that did it over like a week, because they would listen and digest, but it is not arduous to go through. I mean, it's not heavy, you're not listening to video. Some people say I don't like video courses. It is. It's about an hour, hour and 15 minutes of content. Yes, and very reasonably priced. But I do, I do love that you bring in examples um, to help, and I think that really gets an, a writer excited about uh, becoming an author. And not only that, but you bring in certain resources and explain how you've used them in your writing. Um, and I'm wondering if you wouldn't like to explain um, one of the terminology. And again, we don't overwhelm the listener with terminology, but there was one um, term that you used, and it was called chapter boarding. What is chapter sure. boarding? So when when you have, um, I guess cooking ends up being like the great way to do it. Like you, you don't just make a sauce, you know, or if you're going to do a sauce and a side, you don't, you don't just go to the store for the sauce. You have to plan out your meal and have everything kind of um, partner together. So there's a synthesis. So once you decide on your intention for the book, um, you, you need to create a pathway for the the reader. And this is a little bit past kind of what we get into in Sit and Write, but this is the reason why, is sometimes when you first get an idea, you're so focused on getting your idea out that you actually forget you're giving it to a reader. So you need to break apart what you're doing. And chapter boarding is a way of you, you know, if you just have one big idea and you're just going to make sauce and you've never made sauce before, then it seems really amorphous. But if you've made it, you're like, well, I just need to go get some garlic and some tomatoes. And chapter boarding is taking that big idea and breaking it up into um, the components. Now, that helps with discipline 
of writing because for me, some days I'm like so juiced on writing. You know what I mean? Like it is just, you are, it's just flowing. And then that day ends and the next day is like crickets. And you're like, where's the juice? And so if you have a chapter board or an author plan or you have something, then when the juice is not there, because that happens to everyone repeatedly, you have the discipline to keep going because you're like, well, I'm going to write this because this is the next event that happens or this is the next concept. And the reason we do that is because um, you have to keep writing even on the rainy days and you have to keep writing on the sunny days. And then once you get through beginning and go through the process that you'll go into birthing, you'll be rewriting. So you don't have to, and I say this not to overwhelm, but to say you don't have to get it ready and done the first time you get it out. Beginning is different than completing. And that's why we're really focusing on this course about getting you beginning because people paralyze because they don't know how to finish it, but you're not going to finish it if you don't start it. Does that that stay close enough? Yes, absolutely. So you've been teaching writers for a long time. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. Tell us about your journey in teaching writers. You know, it's so funny what comes up to your mind is that you get to um, give people the permission of voice. And I'll tell you one group that really helped me is I was teaching community college um, below 100 level. So 100 level is your first accredited course. And this was like to kind of help kids acclimate. And I was teaching in the Hawaiian Islands. And in the Hawaiian Islands, most of the kids speak pidgin. And so you're trying to con- tr- you're trying to teach them to convert their natural dialect, which is not Hawaiian language. This is it's that's a longer story, but it's not the Hawaiian language. It's it's like a dialect. And I remember saying to them, Well, you need to adopt the voice for the format. So when you're writing a research paper, you have to write in traditional academic English. But if we're writing a um, narrative, then actually pigeon would be more appropriate. And I remember this kid looking at me and he thought I was tricking him. And he goes, why? And I saw in his voice that one of the things that we do is we invalidate writers' voices. And we say there's only one voice. And I said, because you don't talk like academic English at home. So therefore, pigeon is actually the appropriate writer's voice. And I think that experience, which is a very long time ago, kind of helped solidify for me, like teaching writers when it's what your voice is and how your voice changes. Because how you talk to a girlfriend or how you talk to your child or how you talk to the grocery store person, those are actually all different voices that you employ. And I think when people are starting or beginning, they think they have to adopt a right voice. And it's the right voice is your voice that matches the intention you have for your writing. And so teaching in different disciplines, um, because that same thing of of a child, well, he wasn't a child, you know, he was late teens, uh, in the middle of the Pacific, having someone from the East Coast reestablishing the validity of the voice of his land, in a context that probably didn't happen often for him is the same thing that I've taken into working with like really um, people working very uh, academic writing that try to keep themselves out, you know, like they're trying to impart wisdom, and then they like silence off their soul or their essence. And it, it there's a there's a place for that. There's a place to write that format, but it's not your book, not for the writers that are coming to us that are trying to impart some sort of wisdom piece or memoir. 
And I think that all comes down to people thinking their voice is worthy. So a lot of the work that I do is keeping people connected to their voice, even if it means they have to develop it. Got it. Wow. That's so exciting. And the fact that you've taken all of that knowledge and and put it into this really concise, um, powerful class uh, that is available to anybody to take at any time. Uh, what a gift. Well, I know this is focused on me, our ha- my half of it, but I have to say that one of the things that I've learned working with Claudine is this idea that like the writer part of me of wanting to help and get it out, see how my voice goes up. Yeah. Like I'm really comfortable with that. And then the part about like telling people, because you have to do this for your book, right? Telling people why this is valuable. Something personally exciting about this course is it's so distilled and so helpful. It is so easy to tell people that this is a good choice for them. Mm-hmm. And I I felt that the last time we, we, we just were out at an event together at a library and I felt... I felt it when the, when the published authors, who this course is not for, I would say, mostly. If you've already gone through that path, this actually is not for you. I mean, give it to a friend. But this is for someone who really doesn't know what stepping stones it is. But when we talked to the published authors, some of them were like, well, I wish I would have had that. Like, oh, this is necessary. And I felt so good because we've worked really hard to make this useful and really digestible for writers. And I feel like no matter who takes it, if you're beginning, you're going to say, okay, I'm ready to begin or, ooh, okay, I need like three months to get my calendar. Like, to me, that's a win-win because either way, you know where you are as opposed to not the right time, will never be the right time. I'm not good enough. That Those thoughts are not helping anyone. They're, they're just not helping. And so I feel like the clarity of this course is coming from the marriage of these conversations we keep having and how we keep bringing more, I know it sounds cheesy, but kind of like hope to people who want to write. And it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, not making a decision or making a decision not to do something is making a decision, isn't it? It is. I love that. I love that, that part of this. So what would you say is what someone taking this um, course will come away with? The clarity that their idea is good and that they need to make a plan. Because if you haven't bought into the worth of your idea, you you just stay on the shy of making a commitment. And I know this, but I also know this from the people that have already completed the course that one of the women that I know that we did a like a little chat and she said, well, you've convinced me I need to I need to pick an idea. I've been hearing that message everywhere. And it was just super plain that I am not helping myself by not deciding. And I thought, that's it. Because as a writer, if you get that down, then you know which way to t- turn your words and turn your arc. And without that, it can be a little frustrating. Right, right. And it's so much more than that, though. I mean, I just I just feel like anybody who has always wanted to write a book and doesn't know where to start and how to get going is really going to benefit from the class for sure, because you get all of Kate's years of knowledge in teaching writers, and you get that that backbone for from it. But you also get the the parts about book marketing, so that you're really you're really prepared um, to to go into the the whole publishing world and um, from all aspects. And so that's one of the reasons that I love it. 
Oh, I agree a hundred percent because a lot of the information in the book marketing, if you, it's like appealing behind the curtain. It's like the short, it's like the writer's toolkit of like what this world is. And I feel for me, um, I needed to hear that information more than once to be like, oh, these are how these pieces go together or, oh, this is how this could work for me. And that's one of the reasons we made a self-paced course because you stack it with so much information, not overwhelming, um, very easy to action, but you can listen to it and be like, mm, okay, well, I don't know. What's my hook? Let me go back to that audio again. Oh, wait, she gave me an example. Maybe you, you're reading your book at the same time. And then any writer that is a little self-educated on publishing is light years ahead. Because then when the conversations come, all that language isn't new. One author platform isn't new. And you can actually start having fun with things instead of feeling like, oh, no, there's like a thousand things I don't know what to do. I mean, that's purposeful to to get yourself to start to don the mantle of author is is pretty important and empowering, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. We had one uh, person come up to us at the Kate and I do speaking together. So by the way, if you have any, you know, if you're local to the Pennsylvania area, and you are looking for speakers on writing and publishing, please, um, please invite us to come speak to your group. Um, The, um, oh, the gal said, sit and write begin is, is the course that will help you bring your book to life. And yeah, that, that was so good. Right? It brings so so many of the aspects of what it takes, you know, to kind of write and get your book out there. Um, but again, a starting point and, and a starting point that is empowering and motivating. I think that's the difference is it's empowering and motivating as as opposed to like a scare tactic. Like there's a lot of things like if you don't do this, you're and it's like, well, why would you crush me? I just I got my new journal. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm finally going to do this. And, and you know, November's the perfect month with National Novel Writing Month or, you know, we've got the holidays coming up and, and New Year's and resolutions. And uh, by the way, you can I'll have the information in the show notes about where you can find out more about the course and also purchase it if you're interested. Uh, but they just came out that we the platform we use is Thinkific, which has been fantastic. And it's just basically a way for you to access the course, you can access it forever at any time at your leisure. And um, they also just came up with something that we had asked for, which, which is giving a gift, giving the course as a gift. So if there's someone in your life who's always said, oh, I got to write a book about that. I, I mean, and who doesn't have that? You can actually purchase the course as a Christmas gift for someone. And it's like, it's giving them belief. Mm-hmm. Because if you buy Sit and Write Begin, it's saying like, I believe in your book and nothing will ignite a writer like the reflection of support, right? Yes, yes. Well, what did, tell me be, before we end up here, tell me how what you liked most about recording your modules for Sit and Write Begin. I felt like we were creating something for the writers that were on the precipice that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. These were so authentic. I, I mean, one of the things we do in our bigger classes, if someone's not ready, we say we, we're honest. We're like, this is not the right thing for you, which because honesty to me is the best marketing. But now I feel like if someone came up with that like look of wonder in their eye, I can hand them this and feel really good about this will help you. Either way, when you are done this, you will be clear and you you will be moved forward. And I think writers should be writing. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because your message is unique. We had another woman come up to the table and um, I was interrupted. I was just about to tell her something and I was interrupted and I was like, oh, darn, that was such a good point. But the point was, she was saying, I hate marketing. And we hear that a lot from from authors. 
and and I said to her, you're not marketing your book. You're not marketing yourself. That was her her point. I don't like marketing Mm -hmm. myself. I don't like, you're not. What you're doing is you're sharing your very important message with the world. And that put that point comes across as well in the in the um, in the class. Kate Kate makes that point several times that what you have to offer in your book uh, is unique and it's it needs to be out in the world. And that is what you are marketing. You're marketing the message. You're marketing the help that you have for other people. What you are hoping people take away from your book. And the other thing is is. Some people with the marketing, it, it um, it's, can seem so intimidating. And then with what they walk through with your half, it's like, oh, there's just like about five to 10 simple things that I could do that are just available. You're not, I think people think that if I'm going to market, I have to like get into people's faces and tell them to write the book, as, as opposed to knowing that there's platforms designed to help you get your message out. And that books literally will not be found without that because there's so many coming out. You know, we also had some of those stories at the talk that we were giving about authors who didn't know that they had to advocate because they had an insert the blank, they had a publisher, they had this, they had no idea, but it, you do need to be equipped with your own confidence as a writer. And what I love about Sit and Write is everyone that works with Claudine comes away with the same phrase. She's so helpful. <laughs> I learned so much. She, I said, I know, she's so helpful. And I, I think that comes back to, you asked me about the indifferent difference between inspiration and intention, but we have the same intention. So even though we are coming at the two ends, we're both published authors. In the course, we're coming at two different opposite sides of what you need, but our intention is the same. Mm-hmm. And so that thread of empowerment and you can do this is I think one of the benefits of the course. I, I really believe that because it's it's very clear that that you can do it and you you're given the, the how-to on in the marketing and the steps and creating. I mean, even just getting involved in some of the simple platforms that you talk about that are free, that just take you the courage to sign up. That's all you have to do is sign up to get your, it's like getting yourself in the pool. You just got to get in the pool and people can get your book. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for being with me today and for sharing some of the sneak peeks uh, that you share for writers in uh, Sit and Write Begin, the video class, the digital class. And we will have that information in the show notes. Um, Tell us what you're up to next and where else people can find you. Sure. You can come onto my website, katebreton.com. And we are focusing on Sit and Write Begin. And then I also have you know, inspiration is the core of what I do. And I love to have mission led women bring their wisdom into the world. So I'm working with women to make the decisions, you know, New Year's, this is the time of the year when this podcast is recording, everyone's thinking that next year is going to be different. And it will be if we invest our time and our, um, our belief in it. So I'm working with women in that one on one to help them online and like one-on-one remote and in person to help them kind of move into, it's called Ignite Your Intention, move into actually doing. Fantastic. And you can also find Kate on her Substack. It's called The Golden Thread. Now, is your website, is it, is it um, your Substack? Is it katebreton.substack.com? Okay, so Mm -hmm. katebreton.substack.com. And thanks so much for listening. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, share the podcast episode with a fellow author or leave a review. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show details while on your app and you'll see the review option. Thanks in advance for your support. Remember, 
My new book, Get Your Book Seen and Sold, The Essential Book Marketing and Publishing Guide, written with co-author Julie Marquette, is on sale today wherever you buy books. It's your personal guide and resource to get your book seen and sold.